Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. I'm also ahead. Charges in dozens of D.C. criminal cases are being dropped. I'm Dick Iuliano. With a rise in anti-Semitism, Montgomery County passes a resolution to fight bigotry. I'm Kate Ryan. Zoo Lights returns to the National Hub Zoo this holiday season, but with some changes. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. North Korea test-fired ballistic missiles Wednesday morning, local time, south of a disputed inter-Korean maritime border for the first time ever. More from reporter Alex Jensen in Seoul. One of them came down just 35 miles off South Korea's east coast, triggering air raid sirens and raising tensions at a time when the South is in a state of national mourning over Saturday's crowd crush in Seoul. But the North's been upset by ongoing South Korean military drills involving U.S. forces. The man accused of attacking House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, in the couple's San Francisco home was arraigned on Tuesday. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti says some are making offensive comments about the attack. Arizona's Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake made light of the attack. Nancy Pelosi, well, she's got protection when she's in D.C. Apparently her house doesn't have a lot of protection. (laughs) To San Francisco's DA, it's no laughing matter. I think it's appalling that anybody would take lightly what happened to to Mr. Pelosi and the fact that he was targeted by virtue of of his wife's position in this country. Sources tell CBS News the Pelosi family will review 911 calls and video from that night. Meanwhile, the suspect could face up to 50 years if found guilty. The Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz's two-day sentencing hearing began Tuesday with the families of the 17 people he murdered almost five years ago getting their chance to address him directly, finally. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez says the parents didn't hold back. Max Schachter, the father of Alex Schachter, one of the students killed, said, I hope you have a a violent and uh, violent death. Essentially, that's what you're hearing here is... The jury didn't do it. We're wishing it upon you. Very blunt, very stark. But at the end of the day, that's how these parents feel. With less than a week to go before the midterms, former Vice President Mike Pence is campaigning in Georgia for Republican Governor Brian Kemp and against Kemp's opponent, Democrat Stacey Abrams. Joe Biden in the White House, if Stacey Abrams found her way into the State House, they'd continue to advance the kind of policies that would drive inflation, drive gasoline prices up. President Biden is campaigning in Florida, talking about issues near and dear to seniors. Checks are going to be up, and Medicare premiums are going to be down. And look, it's a big deal for seniors. Just add up how much we're reducing the cost of living on Medicare for those in need of health care. The architect of the U.S. Capitol, J. Brett Blanton, has been accused by the inspector general of waste and abusing taxpayer funds. The IG said Blanton drove to Florida, South Carolina, and West Virginia on vacation using government funds and let his daughter use government-paid gasoline to make Walmart runs. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 3.03, Wednesday morning, November 2nd, 2022, 58 in the nation's capital. Little of the cool side overnight, lows around 50.
Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. The top local story we're following at this hour, criminal charges being dropped against dozens of people in D.C. WTOP's Dick Giuliano reports it's because of an internal D.C. police investigation of seven officers accused of misconduct. The U.S. Attorney's Office for D.C. says it began reviewing pending cases after learning that members of the police 7th District Crime Suppression Team were under internal review. Police Chief Robert Conti disclosed September 30th that seven officers from 7D were accused of misconduct for confiscating illegal guns without making the necessary arrests. The D.C. Police Union says allegations against the officers are unclear because the officers followed policy. The prosecutor's office says its review of the cases is ongoing. Dick Giuliano, WTOP News. The D.C. Council presses the pause button on a COVID vaccine mandate for students 12 and older in D.C. public schools. The Tuesday vote moves that requirement from next January 3rd to next school year. In a statement to WTOP... Paul Kine, D.C.'s Deputy Mayor of Education, says they support the council's action to give families and schools more time to comply. But Kine also adds that officials know vaccines are still the best way to protect against the virus. Only about 45% of D.C.P.S. students are vaccinated. It's 305, a resolution intended to unite Montgomery County in the fight against anti-Semitism wound up exposing a split over how it would be defined and who got to have their say before a county council vote. The details from WTOP's Kate Ryan. Montgomery County Councilmember Andrew Friedson, sponsor of the resolution, said there is no denying that anti-Semitism is on the rise. Children are being afraid to openly identify as Jewish, even here in Montgomery County. But critics of the resolution said there should have been a public hearing and worried any criticism of Israel could be seen as anti-Semitic. While the language was modified to ease that concern over free speech, Councilmember Will Jawando said he understood calls for more input. And while he voted for the resolution... We missed an opportunity here. I believe this council had a duty to find common ground, to further dialogue. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Zoo Lights, the National Zoo's holiday tradition, returns later this month, but with some changes this time around. Admission still free, but visitors will need a special entry pass separate from the daily zoo pass. Those separate passes will be available soon. Visitors who drive to Zoo Lights will be charged a flat parking rate of 30 bucks at the National Zoo. The event, of course, featuring live music, winter treats, holiday shopping opportunities, and all of those lights begins November 25th, continues on various days through the end of December. The fall leaves are changing and haven't they been gorgeous? The good news is that we get to enjoy the fall colors a bit longer. Storm Team 4 meteorologist Chad Merrill says the upcoming pleasant weather pattern will extend the peak of foliage season. When you typically get a very windy, cold pattern with lots of rain and a hard freeze, that ends the foliage season very quickly. But because the leaves are right now at peak and we have high pressure sunshine, light winds, and mild weather, that's going to actually prolong the peak of the season. The Foliage Report website shows the bright yellows, orange, and reds lining the streets of Washington. Stepping outside will result in the same thing, and the colors will be best until those leaves come off the trees early next week. East of 95, the leaves may stay on till mid-November. Just ahead, after traffic and weather, though, how close is former President Trump to a federal indictment? The Hill's Alexander Bolton with the latest next at 3.07. Children in poverty, each one unique. 
each one full of dreams. They're our hope, our future. They're the reason Children International exists. And even when the whole world changed, the things that mattered most to us stayed the same. Giving children the tools they need to set their own goals and create futures free from poverty. I have enough healthy food. I'm learning every day. I'm healthy and strong. We've developed new ways to reach children and families in poverty during these vulnerable times, ensuring they have access to health care, education, life skills, and more so they can achieve their dreams. Learn more about Children International and join us at children.org slash help. Today. It's 308. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th to the traffic center. We go with Rich Hunter. All right, traveling in the Fredericksburg area, actually right at the Stafford County Fredericksburg line. Westbound Route 3, before you get up to Forest Lane, that's just to the uh, east of Ferry Farms. The crash had the westbound lanes of Route 3 blocked near Forest Lane. Eastbound traffic was able to get by. Now, if you're traveling on 95 northbound, leaving Fredericksburg, headed up toward the Beltway in Springfield. Good start there. No incidents in your way. should also find the express lanes are open to northbound travelers as well. Still working southbound on 95 as you head south of the exit for Dale City to a point beyond the car rest area where you get by the work zone single file to the left. Uh, 395 north as you head, head north of the Beltway up toward Edsel Road. Uh, still getting by that work zone, single file to left. They have not stopped traffic in that work zone recently, so you've been getting by without delay. You also have the option of using the express lanes to avoid it altogether. They did at one point have the ramp from northbound 395 to Washington Boulevard exit 8A closed as a result of a work zone. Unclear if that is still the case, but just be aware you may be under a detour there as a result. In the district, DC 295 north, as you head north of Eastern Avenue toward the Prince George's line, that work zone has been picked up and cleared. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron with this forecast to round out the rest of the week. And, oh, wow, it's gorgeous. Storm Team 4 tracking what could be one of the warmest starts to the month of November ever. I'm talking about temperatures in the 60s and 70s. After a high of 76 on our Tuesday, I'm going for a high of 69 on Wednesday. Sunshine early, then more clouds in the afternoon. Thursday, a high of 68. And then on Friday, going for a high of 72 degrees with plenty of sunshine. Same deal on Saturday. Plenty of sunshine, but warmer. Going for a high temperature of 77, and we see more of that for the rest of the weekend. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Remember this weather when we're huddling around our turkeys for warmth later this month. It's 49 in Germantown, 53 in Annandale. 58 at DuPont Circle, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15%. On Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences, go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 311. Republican aides and strategists privately expect Attorney General Merrick Garland to pursue an indictment of former President Trump within just a few months of Election Day. They tell The Hill there's only a very narrow opportunity to prosecute the former president. WTOP's Dimitri Sotis talks about it with the reporter who broke the story. Alexander Bolton is a senior staff writer at The Hill. What the expectation is of Republican sources I've spoken to on Capitol Hill is that if there is going to be an indictment from Attorney General Merrick Garland, it is going to come soon after the midterm election. There's a recognition that the Attorney General could not bring an indictment before the midterm election 
production because it would only further politicize such indictment or prosecution of the president. And on the flip side, the longer Garland waits after Election Day, the further we get into the 2024 White House presidential cycle, the former president was strongly considering announcing his 2024 candidacy even before this year's midterm. He had to be talked out of it by fellow Republicans. One of the advantages for Trump announcing early his candidacy is that it would help him frame any Justice Department indictment as a political retaliation, since he would be running against the president, uh, Joe Biden. The expectation is Garland will seek to depoliticize this as much as possible. He is under heavy pressure from Democrats to act that his most straightforward case is to go after Trump on the classified documents he held at Mar-a-Lago in apparent violation of the law. And so that's the clear-cut case. Garland has said he's going to imply the law without fear or favor. So that means from the Democrats' view, he's going to have to go ahead with indictment. And Republicans I've talked to say this indictment has to come within a small window soon after the midterm election. It can't be passed between 60 and 90 days, uh, somewhere in that window. Any later than that, then you're already in the 2024 presidential cycle. I understand the idea of the narrow window, but any kind of indictment by Garland, that's going to be yet another earth-shattering event for all of us here in Washington. It's going to be a huge event, and it's a very tough decision for Garland that'll only ratchet up the pressure on him to indict Trump based on the holding of these classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, which appears to be a very clear-cut violation of the law. It'll be tougher, Garland, to explain to Democrats why he wouldn't prosecute, which something that many of them see as an open and shut case, something also former federal prosecutors see as a relatively straightforward case. But on the other hand, if Garland were to move ahead with an indictment, it will be a bombshell. It will further politicize the nation, and it'll politicize his tenure as attorney general. Republicans I've spoken to on Capitol Hill are worried, and these are not Trump fans, that if there is an indictment of Trump, it'll only make him stronger within the Republican Party and ironically could make it more likely he win the party nomination in 2024. The former president has said, even if indicted, that won't stop him from running. Alexander Bolton is a senior staff writer at The Hill. He was on Skype. Ahead on WTOP, a World Series Game 3 for the books, and the Caps lose a heartbreaker to Vegas in overtime. Rob Woodfork with the details next. It's 313. Hi, I'm Frank, owner of a plumbing company and an expert in fixing the leaks in your house. However, I was also finding leaks in my marketing plan. New jobs weren't flowing in, and our outreach to potential customers kept getting clogged. Finally, we had enough and called 2060 Digital. Their team of experts became an extension of our marketing team and developed a custom strategy to reach our customers where they lived. Instead of paying for TV ads that reach anyone, we're targeting our videos to people looking for plumbers within the driving range of our trucks. Instead of being on the second page of search results, we're ahead of the other guys and are the top result for people searching for plumbers in key neighborhoods. Instead of losing to the competition, we're flushing them down the drain. Now our office is overflowing with leads. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, building campaigns that connect. As you go about your daily life, look closer. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth, 50 years strong. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep. So look closer at Covenant House and help us fight youth homelessness. To help or get help, go to covenanthouse.org. 
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 315, the update from Rob Woodfork. The Capitals have lost three of their last four games, including two straight in overtime after falling 3-2 to the Vegas Golden Knights. Charlie Lindgren had 28 saves in his first home start as a Capital, but in defeat. Yeah, I think it's extra frustrating just because I thought we played well enough to get the two points, especially on the back end of a back-to-back against a really good team. We put ourselves in a really good spot, and I think that's what stings the most is knowing that we're really close to getting two. The already injury-riddled Caps lost Beck Malenstein to an upper body injury. In Game 3 of the World Series, the Phillies pitched a 7-0 shutout of the Astros to take a 2-1 lead in the series using a long-range barrage of five home runs, all of them off Lance McCullers to set an undesirable World Series record. There were an NFL record 10 deals done at the trade deadline, and Washington got in on that action by sending corner William Jackson to Pittsburgh along with a seventh-round pick in exchange for a sixth-rounder in next year's draft. Ron Rivera explained to NBC Sports Washington's J.P. Finley what happened with last year's prized free agency edition. We didn't find the fit that we were hoping to find. We were looking for a guy that had a specific skill set that could understand the match coverages and play the match coverages the way we do with everybody else. And he struggled with it because he really is a man coverage type guy. So along the lines during our evaluation process, we were wrong. And it was an expensive mistake, paying Jackson $24 million for 16 underwhelming games in which he was credited with more penalties, 11, then passes defense, 10. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following this morning on WTOP. A new court filing reveals the man charged with breaking into House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home, beating her husband, and seeking to kidnap her, told police he was on a suicide mission. He also told them plans to, he had his plans rather to target other California and federal politicians. If you ask for a mail-in ballot in Montgomery County, check your email box, especially your spam folder. Officials, election officials say people who get the email ballot will need to print it, fill it out, sign the voter's oath, and mail it back to make sure it counts for next Tuesday's election. We now know the name of the 14-year-old shot to death in southeast D.C. on Halloween night. He was Antoine Manning. He was found on Bernie Place Southeast Monday evening. D.C. police have no word on a suspect or a motive in the shooting. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. It's 317. Major League Baseball has reportedly inserted itself into the effort to sell the Washington Nationals. The Lerner family, who bought the club and moved it to D.C. from Montreal in 2005, announced they were exploring the sale about six months ago. Now the Washington Post reports that a group led by monumental sports founder Ted Leonsis and backed by philanthropist David Rubenstein is in discussions with an investment bank to buy the club. My Monumental already owns the Wizards of the NBA, the Mystics of the WNBA, and the Capitals of the National Hockey League. But before any ownership group takes over the the MLB franchise, they need to work out how much the team would get from the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network for regional media rights. No comment uh, from Monumental on the prospect of the sale, which the Post reports could have a price tag of $2.4 billion. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Here's Rich Hunter. All right, traveling on the Beltway in Virginia. In a loop near Gallows Road, exit 51. The police action clear from the right side. All lanes have been reopened. No leftover delay. Don't forget, they are still working on the inner loop between Arlington Boulevard and I-66. Single file left gets you by. And then between the toll road and Georgetown Pike, down to a single right lane to the work zone. Uh, 95 in Maryland, southbound as you approach exit 49 for the Baltimore Beltway. 
That work zone picked up and cleared. All lanes are open. Beyond that, you're in great shape down to the Bellway and College Park as of late. No issues on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway at south uh, toward the Capitol Bellway and Greenbelt and inside the Bellway headed toward the District Line. You're in good shape there as well. Uh, Maryland Bellway in a loop headed south of 450 Annapolis Road toward US 50 John Hanson Highway. Work zone blocks the right lane of four on the outer loop between Pennsylvania Avenue and Richie Marlborough Road. Getting by the work there, two lanes to the right. And as of late, with light volume delays have been briefed there as well. But just keep in mind, as more folks get on the road, that could slow down a little bit. But for now, you're doing okay. Uh, down in Fredericksburg, or headed uh, from Stafford into Fredericksburg, Route 3 westbound, Kings Highway, before Forest Lane, and well before you get to Ferry Farm, uh, the westbound lanes were closed due to a crash with response on scene. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Camerer with his forecast to help us fill out the rest of the week. We've got some great weather over the next couple of days. Now we are going to see more clouds on our Wednesday. Sunshine first and then clouds during the afternoon. Look for highs in the mid to upper 60s. On Thursday, going for high temperature once again, mid to upper 60s with more sunshine. Friday, a high of 72 degrees and a very warm Close to a record, actually. High of 77 on Saturday. I'm Storm Team 4. Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Reagan National Airport has 58 degrees at the moment. It's 57 at BWI Thurgood Marshall Airport. 54 degrees at Dulles. Brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Just ahead on WTOP. The best places to retire and where D.C. falls on that list. I'm Shana Stulen. It's 321. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. 322. We were getting ready for bed. His dad was like, let's go to the living room and like watch TV. And I was holding him. I was like, let's just stay here. We went to the living room and we were like watching TV. And then I went back there to check on him. And he was just like face down. I feel like so helpless in that moment. Junior is all the doctor's appointment. It was just like, you're aware of SIDS. You don't go into detail about it. Besides, don't put the baby on their stomach. That's all I heard. It's really not even that much out there unless you Google it. Doctors, like, they'll talk about miscarriage. I thought like they should sit down and be like, okay, you're a mom. Let's just, you know, practice this, practice that. If you could just change one little moment, it would change your life forever. My life will never go back to being the same. Josiah makes me wake up every day. He came at the right time. I don't know where I would be, mentally especially. Juniors taught me love is all you need, and Josiah taught me how to love again. For more info, go to firstcandle.org forward slash safe sleep. This is WTOP News. 
It's 322. Be ready to pay more for water service in Montgomery County. Water bills are expected to rise by about $18 a quarter. Bethesda B reports the county council has voted to recommend WSSE water be allowed to raise its rates by up to 7%. That's less than the utility wanted. The 7% increase is in line with what Prince George's County Council recommended. If the two counties could not agree, state law says a rate increase recommended by WSSC Water would be adopted and you would pay more. None of this is final without a public hearing. Thinking about retiring soon? There is a new list out of best places to spend your golden years. And this probably won't surprise you. Where D.C. falls on the list. 82 out of 150. The reason D.C. ranks so low? Probably already know that the housing costs in the D.C. area are very high. Emily Brandon of U.S. News & World Report, which puts out this annual ranking, looking at 150 of the largest metro areas in the U.S., says retirees they spoke with were especially concerned about housing affordability this year. Due to the current state of the housing market and inflation. And it's why cities in Pennsylvania shot to the top of the list. Lancaster, number one for the first time, etching out Florida. The Keystone State was also a winner because of accessible quality medical care. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Baltimore finished 57th on the list. 324, and with COVID vaccines now widely available at pharmacies, urgent care centers, and through medical providers, some of the clinics operated by Fairfax County government agencies are scaling back their operations. Starting next week, the Highland South County Center in Alexandria will cut the number of days it's open to three. Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Site will be closed Thursday and Friday. The Fairfax County Government Center will have afternoon hours on Thursday, then be open all day Friday and Saturday. That location shut down Sunday through Wednesday. The Highland Center will close for good on December 14th. The Fairfax location on December 17th. Most Americans will find multiple options for health insurance coverage for next year on healthcare.gov now that open enrollment has rolled out for the affordable health care. Experts say you should consider your budget, health, doctors, and a variety of other factors before you settle on a plan. More than 14.5 million people currently get their health insurance through the ACA, commonly referred to as Obamacare. The number swelled during the pandemic after Congress passed generous subsidies to make coverage more affordable. The Biden administration says most Americans only have to pay $10 or less a month after tax credits. Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP. Here's Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. November is off to a slow start on Wall Street, which is not exactly surprising, with investors holding their breath ahead of today's interest rate decision from the Fed. The market ended modestly lower yesterday, led by a nearly 1% loss in the Nasdaq. The Dow and S&P fell less than half a percent. We'll hear from the Fed at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Even before the Fed's announcement, we'll begin the run-up to Friday's October jobs report. Payroll processor ADP will have its monthly snapshot of private sector payrolls this morning. Hiring is expected to fall to 185,000 from 208,000 in September. The pricey Airbnb accommodations many of us booked during the pandemic may be falling out of favor. Airbnb sees a modest decline in the pace of nights and experiences booked this quarter as preferences shift back to urban locations, which tend to be smaller and less expensive. 
From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Dow futures essentially flat. The Nasdaq futures up 11, almost 12 points now. Just ahead on WTOP. The Capitol Police Chief says there's an urgent need for more funding to protect members of Congress.